Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff that you find insatiable. This is a one-take Sally, you guys. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And the stuff that you consume. Okay, there was a little bit of dead air there, but we're going to leave it in. It's just going to be happening today. So, you guys, I am here with Goddess Sydney, friend of the pod. We are just talking. We are chilling. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm up to my ears and dogs. And so she was like, I want a dog fix. And I was like, come on over. So she brought over a little bit of um, champagne, the stuff that 007 drinks. What is it? Tanger. 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 (laughs) So... And Goddess Sydney, say hello to the people. Hello, the people. Okay. <laughs> it's really weird because we're really just like sitting here just having our own little like gab session. So we're turning on the mic. Sorry if it's like crazy random and how it sounds. I know it's not the most beautiful sound, but it's going to be full of all kinds of juicy nuggets. So, and we're sitting here right now with dogs. So we have Rose and Sadie that are just sitting here, the big business twins. Um, and they're laying on our laps and they're finally crashed out. Today was a big day for them. I took them to the office. Mm. They got a car ride. It was Sadie's first time with her head out the window as a little puppy and she was loving it. Rose is still adjusting. She's my Frady dog. And so... They're so cute. Yeah. They're cute. There's so much fucking work, you guys. Two fucking dogs. My partner said... Let's get two dogs. And now he has been on two business trips since we've gotten these two dogs. So it's a blessing. But um, yeah, so we're like in the midst of like, it's we're coming into like Easter season. It is going to be April 1st when this comes out. So April Fool's, it's really an episode. <laughs> okay, so this week the Oscars were on and... Okay, everybody's talking about the slap. Okay, we get the slap. Here's one thing. Okay, it made me not like Will Smith anymore. I really just, I don't like the man now. It just, it just something about it just really did, put a weird taste in my mouth, so to speak. Um, I don't know if I've ever told the story. Have you heard about my Will Smith story? Mm-mm. Okay, so I was stuck, I was stuck in like a little foyer with Will Smith once. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the Four Seasons West, or no. Yeah, the Four Seasons Westlake Village. I think that's where I was, up in in uh, what's it called in L.A. Okay. And um, I was there with a Tom Cruise impersonator, which who I have to have on the show one of these days. Evan Ferranti, amazing, because he's the one who was in that show that I told you about. Yes. Swans Crossing. Yes. So Swans yeah, we Crossing. talked about that. Okay. So see, <laughs> this is gonna be all over the place today, you guys. It's gonna be a fun episode. Okay. So. Um, but I had I had him there. We were doing this Tom Cruise situation, and we were at the Four Seasons in Westlake. And so you would see probably a celebrity, and this way they guaranteed that they would have a celebrity sighting at their party. Anyways, um, I had like let him go. I released him, and I was just waiting for my car in valet, and I was like up in like the little foyer area. And as I walked in, I was like looking at my phone, just kind of like whatever. And this guy comes in like tall and smelled good. And I was just like, hmm. And I didn't look. And then I like looked and I was like, oh, it's Will Smith. And as I'm thinking that in my head, this other random girl just like strolls into that like little area. And she's like, (gasps) and like you hear her like just like inhale, like, oh my gosh, like she realizes who it is. Uh And like 
And I just kind of like looked at her. I looked at him and he can see like the whole like look on his face like, oh no, I don't want to deal with this right now. That kind of a thing. So I just kind of like, she like ran out to go get her friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she like ran back inside the hotel. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And like, and I like looked at him and I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, it's okay. And so like, and then like, he like kind of like sprinted off because his car was ready. So that was my one experience with Will Smith. But anyways, back into the Oscars 2022. Okay. Yeah. The slap, everybody, you can feel whatever way you want to about it. I just don't like him anymore, but it's not like I've been really watching any Will Smith movies. Yeah. Like, Hitch, am I watching that? No. Wild Wild West, am I watching that? No. And this is tells you where my catalog of Will Smith movies is, because it's like all the way back in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, like, he's done things since then, for sure. But I Am Legend? That was also. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's done now. And even like King Richard, it's like, it, it doesn't appeal to me. Like, okay. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. But what I do appreciate about this we don't have as much Kanye West. Yeah, I'll take that. It's We're getting a little reprieve little of like the Kanye West, all the <laughs> bullshit that he's been like giving us for all this time. And so it's been kind of nice to take a step back from Kanye. But for the Oscars, um, loved Adri- Adriana DeBose. I loved seeing her win. Um, Billie Eilish, great to see her win. Uh, I have a feeling Beyonce is going to be nominated every year that they could nominate her because she brought it in that performance. And so, did you see her performance? I she, did. She performed no. in Compton on the practice courts where Serena and Venus like originally played. Oh, that's awesome! But it was like it was like an Ivy Park ad because everything was um, like the neon green, like tennis ball green, mm-hmm. like the floor, the shoes, the bag, the everything, and every single person. Their instruments, the music stands, the chairs. I'm sure it was immaculate. She's oh, a Virgo. You I know? mean, like you could just see every single piece. I I really appreciated that. But so yeah. I love that. I love the three hosts. Um, I love the Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and um, Regina King of it all. And so I have some strong opinions about Amy Schumer myself, but you know, everybody does. So what are your strong opinions? You she's think she very, steals jokes? She's very. She's very anti-sex work. Really? Like, very verbally anti-sex work. Are you sure she still is? Yes. Yes. Oh, that sucks, because we have a, <laughs> we have a friend of the pod who's actually opening. You know, um, Jay McBride. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's opening for her on tour, like, this, like, really big gargantuan tour. And I actually, I think I talked about it last week, but I like her new show, Life and Beth. Yeah, I have not... All about loss. So, like, you have to be in, like, that frame of mind. Oh, because yeah. there's, like, there's some, like, silly things. But then it, like, it gets real heavy real fast. The and puppies so, are so cute. Like, I know. <laughs> the puppies are, like, sitting here on my lap. Like, Sadie just kind of, like, curled up. They're both asleep because they are way overtired. Mm-hmm. Third car ride ever today. So. I'll be posting pictures of Rose on my Instagram later. Yes. And you guys can follow her <laughs> at. Um, Goddess Unveiled Tarot is what it is now. Goddess Unveiled Tarot. On Instagram. Yeah, so follow her there and you guys can get the rest of her links, get the link trees and everything else. And if you like the sex work stuff, then also like hit her up because like mom's gonna pay bills and it's fun. Speaking of sex work, so yeah. I am go-going again. Uh, this month I'm gonna be at the precinct for Barracuda. Okay. And then also this week. So if you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow on Saturday, the April 3rd, 
be April 3rd. Who am I? April 2nd. It's actually, it's April 2nd. Saturday, April 2nd. I'll be at PEX doing the whole beer bus thing. Okay. Yeah, I saw you're going to be at PEX. I was like, sweet. It's fun. Like, I have, it, it really is a reason for me to, like, go out. But it's, like, so much work now because we started giving them, like, okay, we're going to give them a look. So this month we're going to be, you know, Easter bunnies. And this month we're going so to be elves and that kind of thing. get shit. So it feels like that. And the thing is, is, like, they're not, like, paying us extra to, like, do that. Not to be, like, complainy, but, like, because I make a great, you know... Uh, I make a living. I don't make a living there. I make nice person shoe money there. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the thing is, is it's just like, it's just so much extra work. And right now I don't have it in me to like go put outfits together. So it's like, what's the theater like baseball? I was like, do I own anything baseball? Like a jock strap. Boom. Done. Yeah. But you can't cause it's San Diego. Oh. So we still get that Mormon money. So you're really not allowed to do jock straps unless it's considered a private event. And so there's a couple promoters here in town that do like private events and whatnot. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because you have to have a certain size thong if you're dancing in a strip club too, unless it's... Yeah, it has to be like an inch and a half over Mm -hmm. your butthole. And so, yeah. Which is like... Same thing for the boys. And so I was actually talking to some guys about that this weekend. I was at um, Dr. Carlton, another friend of the pod. We're dropping names. (laughs) We're dropping names. Okay, so Dr. Carlton... You will also see on TikTok and Instagram and everything else. He had a um, wonderful little like pool party soiree last minute kind of thing because it was like the weather was going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful home that, and great pool and everything. Um, I really, I realized that I didn't get into the actual pool. I spent all my time in the hot tub and then just like. Big mistake. Yeah. You got to get in the pool. I'm, I know. I'm a pool gal. But it was a great hot tub. It was like grotto hot tub from Clueless. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was like that kind of situation. So it was cute. And, um, but over there at his house, like, what was I talking about? The whole, oh, we were talking about the whole, the rules that they have here in San Diego mm-hmm. about go-going yeah. and whatnot. About butthole coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that even, like, if you're dancing on top of a tabletop or on top of a bar that has their cover license, you, as a dancer, aren't allowed to have, like, your drink up there. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And we both just took it's a sip. It's always just like super <sighs> obscure, random. That I mean, like you're like who you're like what? Yeah, and the thing is, is that I think it would be like, it would be pushed like if somebody was like in trouble, if like a bar was like gonna be raided or some shit, they would use one of those stupid little bylaws to kill you. Okay. So okay, um, moving on. So back into like the little Oscar situation. So I would say that was kind of like it. So we kind of got we we trailed off and I don't know if I really care that much about anything else that happened in the Oscars. I feel like there were some cute outfits but Dune won everything. All the outfits were really oh, solid. Quest Love won in the best documentary. Yeah, that was cute. That was right after the slap. So that would mean like literally it happened right then. That's the problem is like this slap just kind of covered up everything else that was pretty cool about this award ceremony. Like all the diversity, how it felt it felt now. You know what I mean? Like, all the other Oscars have always felt very um, stuffy and for, you know, a certain type of audience and that kind of thing. Yeah. And this year felt like, let's have some fun. Except for I hear that, like, DJ Khaled wasn't supposed to come out and do, like, all that. He was just supposed to be, like, the voice. <laughs> and then he just kind of, like, took them off track a little bit. So Sounds like something he would do, though. I mean, come on. We the best music! Like, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we get it. What else do you do? Like, okay, I guess he makes beat. He doesn't go down on his wife, that's for sure. Ugh. 
Like some people just don't even say it. Why say it? Why put it out there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And this, and I don't even have that kind of hey, a following. On her too, though, because she decided to marry that. Well, that's the thing too. Is so, it's whatever. like, I don't know. She probably has like a really great pool boy. <laughs> like, there's I mean, somebody cleaning that house that's cleaning that house. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you think about it. But anyways, Coda won like picture picture of the year. I still haven't seen it, and I think that's because. I'm a binger as this show. We talk about it. I binge my TV. But the thing is, a lot of times, I, like, I'll put a series on, especially if it has, like, a ton of episodes, and I'll be doing other things at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll have to go back and, like, rewatch things. Like, oh, there's a new Tony Collette. Have you seen oh. this on Netflix? No, I haven't. What is that? Okay, it's called Pieces of Her. And it's about her. And there's Pieces. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. I don't want to give away too much because when I was talking to Daddy Bear Eric, I'm going to check everybody. And if they haven't been listening to the pod, I don't know. That's just something. But if they have been, this should tickle them. But anyways, so when I was talking about the show the other day and I had only watched like two episodes, it's the new Toni Collette, the girl from... um, what was the Bates Motel? So the girl who had like the oxygen the machine. Show? Yeah, remember Bates Motel, the, I only the TV the, show? I didn't watch the show. I okay. only know the movie. Okay. Bates Motel, the TV show. It was actually good. That's a good one to binge. It kind of goes off the rails the last season and they bring in the whole, um, what's it called? Rihanna plays like a character in the end and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, we're doing this, but... Anyways, so the girl from that, so if you guys know Bates Motel and I'm not looking anything up, we're not cutting anything out today. This is just where we're going to go. So you're going to have to use your little fingers and you have to go and Google with your fingies and find out what her name is. But anyways, she's a great actress. She's in pieces of her. She plays Tony Collette's daughter. She is like a 911 operator, you know, like, so she takes in all right. the incoming like calls. switchboard. Yeah. So switchboard she, it, basically. And so, but she wears like the uniform and she takes calls with the 911 thing. And so, and then you find out, like, she's, like, home with her mother, who, and her mother is played by Toni Collette. And you don't understand exactly why she's home, and I don't want to get into it, because that's part of the, like, the pieces that you have to figure out of her. Of her, pieces of her. her. Pieces, pieces of me. Remember Ashley Simpson? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Like, okay, but honestly, her albums were beast. Yes. Wasn't that you who was like, look, there's an emo brunch, let's go. There is an emo brunch here in San Diego. (laughs) I was like, I wasn't even emo, and you're like, me, let's fake do it. (laughs) No, we have to be like posers and like, let's go. (laughs) I will like totally dress like somebody from Fall Out Boy. And like, am I more than you bargained Dude. for? Yeah. Like, I know it's, some of those lyrics. It's such a bad look, though. Mm-hmm. The, the long, weird bangs. Okay. The, the spiky hair on one side and the, it and the very, bangs It was swooping Karen, over. but like longer. It was like Karen hair, but longer. It but really dyed is. black. It's a graduated Karen. Oh, no, I couldn't. Do you remember when like, those what are these girls. Doing? I think I was like in my early 20s. Oh, remember when those girls for a little while would do like that blonde hair with like the spiky and then they do like the black dark underneath? Yeah, it was disgusting. Like the underwear. <laughs> like, oh my God, those girls are so much fun. Where are they now? I hope they're alive. Um, anyways, <laughs> like, so pieces of her. So Tony Collette, so she plays the mother of this girl. So this, so they are going to be going out to a little like lunch situation 
And at lunch, something really tragic happens. Okay. And so, like, uh, so if you're triggered by, like, shooting and stuff, like, maybe don't, like, thing. Um, But anyways, (laughs) oh, my God, I just say that so carelessly and casually. (laughs) Like, but anyways, uh, so this guy comes in and then Tony Collette has to, you know, she defends her daughter in a certain way. And now we are going to figure out what are the pieces of her. And when we were, when I was first originally watching it, I thought it was going to be a situation like that whole Gina Davis old movie, um, Long Kiss Goodnight. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which was so much fun. Long yeah. Kiss Goodnight. You guys, that's an old one we to like her. binge. Yeah. I G- love Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Is it Samuel L. Jackson? Is that who plays the other, oh, the guy? So I think it's Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman. I don't know. And that sounds so racist of me to interchange them like that. So let's just say it's Samuel L. Jackson. But anyways... So Gina Davis, she plays like a, an assassin who forgets that she's an assassin and is like a Betty Homemaker and make, you know, thing. I thought that's where pieces of her was going in that direction. Okay. But it's so much more complex. Good shit. Watch it. I want to say it's like eight or nine episodes, so it's a pretty easy binge. Um, but pieces of her, Tony Collette, I don't think she really does anything bad. I, it's, you, you know what, though? There's nothing like a long story. Mm-hmm. So I get the binging. Yeah. You know, because it's like, mm, here's a movie, it's an hour and a half. And you're like, well, that was cool, but you could have really elaborated. So now you have... Well, and what I like, too, about it is just kind of like, I can lose myself in this, and I find some new friends for eight episodes. Yeah. And sometimes 24, when it's like something on NBC <laughs> or CBS, which is great. But, um, but yeah, Pieces of Her on Netflix, completely love. Okay, so you guys, we're going to be jumping around because I don't even know where we're going to go. But I did... Okay, I know I talked about Righteous Gemstones recently, and then I got Sydney into watching it. <laughs> and so it's good, right? I love it, yeah. Okay, how far are you? Uh, I'm starting episode two of season two. Okay, so you're so. like, you're hitting the sweet spot. Because you know how like season two of every show is like always like when it really it, gets Yeah, good? I feel like some shit's about to break open, you know? Uh, oh, I'm so excited for season three. Like I jetted through that series and it was one of the ones that I did while I was doing other things. Right. So now I'm actually re-watching it like while I'm sitting here by myself with the dogs. I have a really thrilling life. Um, it's me and the dogs and we watch lots of TV. I know, right? Okay, so, but anyways. Sometimes your friends bring over champagne. I know, right? So there's that. It's so cute. 007 champagne. Ting, ting. In fancy cat glasses. Wait, we should cheers. <laughs> oh, look at that ASMR. <laughs> did some of you guys, did your toes curl just a little bit? Let's do it one more time. Cheers. <laughs> that sounds so dark. Okay, so anyway, so that was the whole pieces of her thing. So going into Righteous Gemstones, as we were saying a second yeah. ago. So that's the new John Goodman. And then who wrote it? You know his name again? Yeah, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. And it's the other, the youngest son. I always forget his name, but he's in everything. I don't know. Am I, am I, I'm not connected to your Wi-Fi, but I still have, I'm oh, just, having a hard time looking it up on my phone. Oh my God. See what their name is. It's, I feel like it's Adam something. Anyway, it's great. And yeah, Adam it's, Divine. Yeah. So, okay. um, so we didn't have like there weren't mega churches when I was in church because I got out of church in like '94. So uh-huh. we so the mega churches weren't a thing yet. But that being said, even coming from a small church, there's so many things that are so like just parallel. Like it's you know you're just like oh this the just the language the talk you know the the singing and the mm-hmm. just oh there's so much it's, when, <laughs> when you see the youth pastor dressed like a youth pastor, yeah, and kids who went to church know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what youth pastors dress yeah. like. You like you get it. 
And so it's just, it's too good. But the storylines in the second season are going to go completely off the rails. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Especially with John Goodman beating the shit out of the guy and breaking oh, yeah. his thumbs in the first Oh, just wait. Episode. All of that comes back. This and has so, to. Yeah, so you're going to get the or... Crack something open inside of him. He misses his wife so much that everything's all fucked up. So if you guys are watching, so the thing is, so there's spoilers, spoilers, whatever. Okay, so, because there's only two seasons out, so we're going to get to, like, where this is. And I'm not going to spoil it up until where she's at. She's in season two, episode two. So I'll just kind of stop at, like, season one. But the whole thing with season one... There's a place here where so John Goodman's character plays like the daddy of the church, Dr. whatever, Dr. Eli. Mm-hmm. And he, um, Dr. Eli and Baby Billy. And so like these names, they're so good. Um, but like he misses his wife. She's died. And do you get to see how she died in the first season? The, the death scene? Yeah, I think so. In the, in the hospital? Yeah. Oh my God. And they try trashing everything. So there's like a whole death scene of hers. She's dead already. And so they do a lot of things in flashbacks. And so we're completely giving it away. But I said there's going to be spoilers. But it is completely worth it. Go watch it. And Edie Patterson, who plays the daughter, who plays the sister. Oh my gosh. She's so good. She's so good. And I can't even think of any of her punchlines, but it's good that I can't because you guys should be watching the show. Yeah. Um, If I'm watching it, you should because I don't watch a lot. Yeah, and it's a good one. I'm telling you. I mean, you. I just got done watching True Blood all the way through for like the seventh time. I have. You know, that's kind of where I'm at still. I'm like, I like fantasy because <sighs> real life is already enough to deal with. I want to watch someone else's drama. <laughs> True Blood, I stopped when Tara becomes a vampire. Uh huh. And so, because I feel like it went off its rails, like the whole show. And so, I and just it was wanted like... to see Eric, and you know, he's. That well, no, for me. I've always okay. So and like, Al Seed, him and Al Seed. The fear, though. Okay, the Chris Maloney character uh-huh. and how he dies, and so he gets he dies like okay. So spoiler, spoiler. Okay, so like when Eric kill like acts like he's gonna fuck him and then he stabs him in the back. You mm-hmm. know, like he gets him. That is such a fear of every gay man. I <laughs> think of like you turn your back to get a doggy style, and is this person gonna kill? Oh my god, I can imagine. Yeah, like you're just kind of, okay. <laughs> I'm being vulnerable right now. Please don't murder me. Oh my gosh. And you're just like, I don't know your name. I don't even know where my car is parked. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that kind of situation. Oh, I don't know where I would run. <laughs> I've been there. But I will turn around <laughs> and let you do this to me. Yep. I'm in it to win it. Because we're all adults. Okay. Um, so we got side by, so anyways, Righteous Gemstones, watch that. Watch True Blood. Maybe I will dive back into that and finally finish it's it. It's good to just get through it, you know? A lot of it's weird <sighs> or whatever, but Eric looks good, and it's worth it, I think. And it does have some completion, because it does finish the story. It does, well, sort so. of, yeah. I mean, the book's going a totally different direction. Well, they've said that they're, they, people are open to a reboot of, of finishing out some of the storylines over and whatnot. But so. would the actors do that? Yeah, I think they would. Well, the two of them are married. I mean, yeah. so which is cute, and so and they always like put like their little um, happy birthdays and all that kind of thing. So you're like, oh, you guys two really do love each other. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, and no, in the books, she ends up with Eric. Suki ends up with Eric in the books. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So they didn't do that for us, for us. Fans. And in the books, there is no Tara or Lafayette. I don't believe. 
No. Well, they do that a lot, though, when they add in characters from, like, a yeah. book. Yeah. And so, and it's just kind of like, um, where is this? Okay. Minx. What about Minx? Minx, also on HBO Max. That is, like, on, like, episode four. Maybe there's new episodes tonight that drops there's this Thursday. <gasps> there's six I've episodes. I've seen four, but there's two more. Okay, so I'm not all the way up to the five Me and either. six. It's so good, though. I love it. Yeah. I just don't like that girl's mouth. I have an issue with the main girl's face. Like, the way that she talks, it's, like, not a full Drew Barrymore lift. But it's, like, there's something weird about her mouth that I can't watch it or it kind of takes me down and I spiral and have an anxiety attack. <laughs> like, I need, like, a Xanax to, like, watch that show just because her mouth. Wear a veil. Maybe. Like a proper southern I just, lady. I'm going to watch it with, a, like, a Snapchat filter so she becomes a little cat every single time. And, then, like, and then I get over it because, like, I just can't handle her face. But um, the storyline is getting really good, and I do like that about it, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be like a one-note sally, and it's not just going to be about showing dicks. Because we do appreciate the dicks, but we also like a little bit of storyline, so we can keep on getting more dicks in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Storyline and dick. Okay. So what else I've watched on HBO Max, and the thing is, is and so you should jump into this whenever you're done with Righteous Gemstones. It's not a comedy, but it does have some funny parts. And it's an Australian TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Australian, but I'm just saying that. Maybe it might be BBC. But it's the new Tourist. And they're they're advertising it really heavily right now on HBO Max. They're pushing it. It's like the picture of the guy with the beard. And he has like a t-shirt on it that says Australia. And like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm really into guys with beards and t-shirts that say Australia. <laughs> and so, like... It's a, t- it's a type. Yeah, it's like a total type. Okay, so Rose, you guys are not seeing this, but she just exposed her belly, and it is so cute, and we're totally touching it. Oh my god, belly rubs. I know, and she's got like this cute like little cow pattern. She's very much like half poodle, half cow. I love it. Um, So anyways, we were talking about minx, and what was I just talking about? Oh, about the tourist. Okay, so the tourist is great. So what happens is it's very like memento-ish. So, like, the guy doesn't, can't remember who he is. He has to put the pieces back together. But it's not because he doesn't remember every single day. It's just because he got into a really bad car accident. So, in the very first episode, it starts off with him, like, in, like, this whole, like, crazy car chase. Gets into a car accident. Can't remember who he is. And he has to put all the pieces back together. And he has, like, a note in his pocket that says, like, meet somebody here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He doesn't know why. He doesn't even know his name. That'd be rough. Yes. And then, <laughs> it's, but it happens, like, out in the Australian, like, outback. He's an Irishman who's out there. Doesn't know why he's there. And then the little deputy constable, like, you know, who's like this junior cop. She's like this cute, like, I don't know how you want to say her. Red faced, like ruddy, cute, um, full figured girl who doesn't really have a lot of wins in her life. And uh-huh. now she, her path is now crossed with this guy who doesn't remember who he is. And then you start to find out that a lot of laws have been broken. And then you start finding other people and all that sort of thing. It's a total... It's like six episodes. It's great. It's a quick watch. Um, There's drug dealers. There is some really crazy like um, fight scenes. There's a fight between this big guy and this one girl. 
that reminded me of Kill Bill, like the whole um, Daryl Hannah and Uma Thurman scene when yes. they're inside of like the trailer and they have that major like fight scene. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that, and it's this Love that. it's this really beautiful woman and this big burly American dude with a big beard and everything, and like the two of them, like and he's like. It's just, it's a great fight sequence. And so I love the show. The Tourist on HBO Max, watch it. Okay, so that's something new that I've watched. Uh, I'm trying to think what else have I watched. I have to like look up my notes. Have you watched what is, is it cake on Netflix yet? Cake? Yeah, it's called Is It Cake? Is It Cake? No, I have not. It's hosted by Mikey Day from like SNL fame. And the thing about Mikey Day is like he's famously like somebody who you'd be like, hmm. I would totally do that at 2 a.m. He's like one of those. (laughs) But like, and he's kind of cute. But anyways, it's like the whole show is basically like one big TikTok. And like, and it's like, oh, the guy has a knife. And is he going to cut this bowl in half? And oh, it's cake. It's not a bowl. Oh, I have heard of this. And so, oh, it's not a can. It's cake. And so it's that kind of situation. My friend Katie was watching that. And she said it drove me nuts. Because you don't know like, what it you're is. You're like, I swear to God, that's really a boot, you know? Yeah. Like, look at it. And it's like, it's cake. And she's like, God damn it. It is peak stoner <laughs> television. Stoner television. It is peak stoner television because people, like, it's just like, oh, is it really cake? You know, like, think. Okay, ASMR moment. I'm going to open my lacroix. Ooh. Snap. Ooh, that sounded so good. Okay, we're going to pour it now. ASMR moment. I'm dripping it on my dog. <laughs> and that moment was brought to you by LaCroix and my dog's head. Okay. So, <laughs> like, moving on. I talked about Is It Cake. Um, I watched Turning Red on Disney+, Plus, the new animated feature. Right. I've heard a lot about that, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. It's cute. Um... I see why some people are like, it's the best movie ever because it, you know, it resonates and blah, blah, blah. There's a real journey with um, mother-daughter relationships that happen in it. And there's a really great like little parallel too with the whole turning red, becoming of age, getting your period. There's a whole, the kind of, uh, there's a little secrety kind of thing that's going on in there. Um, A double entendre, if you will. But... It was cute. It was fun. I think it's worth like a watch, but it's not like a priority watch. Like I just kind of like had it on and just kind of thought it was like, oh, that's cute. And I was doing some contracts here. And so I wasn't completely like enveloped by it, but it was cute enough. Um, That was a Disney plus pick. And then I'm trying to think what else have I been watching? What have you been watching? Anything new? Mm, This puppy's face. (laughs) Um, I'm mostly just righteous gemstones and um, minks and is there anything else that I've been watching? Bridgerton season two came out. Huh? Are you a Bridgerton person? I am. I know. I haven't turned that on yet. I've been writing a lot, so I've been. It's been a little while, so I haven't remembered it. And like. I remember the last episode. Well, I had to like go back and like kind of rewatch it. The same thing with the great. On Hulu Plus, the whole oh yeah, I finished that. See, I haven't watched the Great season two because it starts and it was like, wait, where is this? Like, I couldn't remember like what anything that was going on, and so I have to rewatch the Great, which is which is good. It's an Al Fanning original. It's over on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, super good. Uh, it's about Catherine the Great, and so oh, is it problematic right now with all the Russia? I don't know. 
Mm, I don't know. Well, anyways, we're not Russian. But, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so anyways, but Bridgerton. So I did start it. It might be one of my, my sleepy TV shows that, like, I watch to, like, fall asleep. So, like, each episode I watch, like, four times because I get a little bit further each time. Mm-hmm. That's how I watch sometimes Emily, Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I haven't watched that one. Oh, Emily in Paris is the best thing to fall asleep to. I bet. I bet. Oh, it's so good. I like, usually watch Bob's Burgers to go to sleep. I love that because you need a little bit of fluff. I like that little bit of, like... It's like 20 minutes, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Double make hair. Like, you just kind of, like, like get through it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I love Bob's Burgers. We are very up to date. That's something I appointment watch with my partner that we watch it like once a week. That's the best. And so we'll sit down. Russian Doll is coming back season two. Oh wow! So, really? Yeah. So I'm trying to remember to like watch all that Natasha Leon, um, who is just a fucking genius. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, I completely love her. Um, I was talking about Shining Veil last week on Stars, and that's the new Courtney Cox one. With like Greg Kinnear, Courtney Cox, Mira Sorvino. It's good. And this week it finally hooked me. And it's like week four or five. And it finally hooked me. So it's like a supernatural like thriller situation where they... um, She is a writer. He is like an ad executive. So yes, they have like the perfect life. Right. They have all the money in the world to be able to buy a brand new house, this gorgeous house in the middle of of like everywhere with all this land and everything. Nice. And it's haunted. Of course it is. And is the haunting, is it just doing stuff to them or is it taking them over? You know, it's that situation. You know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it a haunting where they're getting possessed or is it a haunting where they are experiencing supernatural? So, and my problem with Courtney Cox is that, like, I said this last week, and so was everything that she's done has always been so grounded in, like, reality. Like, on Scream, there was a killer, it was a person, it was a guy, it was a woman, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, this is how it was. And the same thing with, like, Friends and, like, Cougar Town. Like, the stuff that you know Courtney Cox for is is that it's based in, like, real life, you know what I mean? It's not, like, an alternative reality. And so this with her trying to act... Bruce Springsteen video. I mean... <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Does it get more real than that? For real. But but that's the thing is, is so like I just have a little bit of problem with thinking that, oh, this woman's being haunted. Because it's like, okay, Courtney Cox. <laughs> like, <laughs> be Monica. Say, I know. <laughs> like that's what I want her to do, you know? But it's um, but it's good. And so, and I think I'm watching it just to see where the hell they're going to take the whole story. The stars, though, they're about to get that new TV show with Julia Roberts, which I'm so excited for. Gaslit. Oh. Yeah, and so it has to do with like the whole Nixon era and that kind of a thing, and so. That and, sounds exciting. And like, and she's the wife of. I don't know if it's Nixon. This is like really riveting, guys. Um, but anyways, it looks great, and so it's very vintage 1960s, and it's like a whole period piece, and so. And Julia Roberts. She looks great. Yeah, I think she'll probably look great for a while. Yeah, but she looks her age. That's the other thing, too. It's like she has let herself, like, age gracefully, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's cute. Have you watched any of this Lizzo's um, Watch Out for the Big Girls? I have not. I'm mad because she used girls with G-R-R-R-L-S. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's appropriation from bear culture because I call bears 
girls, but with G R R R R, like girl, like girl, mm-hmm. with an L S. So I feel like she's appropriating, but whatever. She just actually just launched too that she has her new um, shapewear line coming out to like take Kim Kardashian over. It's called oh, interesting. It's called Yiddy. Well, I know that um, in the mid to well, let's see. So early to mid nineties, there was a feminist movement known as Riot Girls. Mm-hmm. And that was G R R L S as well. So maybe that's. Oh my God! So are you from. telling me that I'm appropriating on my own television show? I think you might. And by it. television show, I mean podcasts. Yes. Okay. One in the same. You can't see us, but we can see you. We can. Oh. You look so <laughs> good, Stephanie. You're looking fabulous today. We're gonna keep it up. <gasps> Did you see the Lady Gaga and Caitlyn Jenner video that popped out? I didn't. Okay. So, I did see them on the Oscars, though. That's what I'm talking her and, about. Her and Liza. Oh, yeah. Lady Gaga and Liza. That was the best moment of the Oscars. Yes. I can't even believe that we forgot about that. But the whole, I don't. I gotcha. I started yeah. crying. I got, like, all teary. It was super moving. I felt, I felt emotional towards it. I was like, this woman, she understands reverence for, like, legendary artists. Yeah. And, like, not just some bullshit, but, like, real legends. Like, oh, yeah. the fact that she's, like, bypassed Madonna. She's on to Liza fucking Minnelli. Like, that's huge. It's giant. But the best moment of shade that Lady Gaga's had this week is at the Oscars, like, on the arrival, whatever. Or, I don't know if it was at a party, what situation. Caitlyn Jenner was there. And they both live in, like, the same neighborhood. And Caitlyn's like, oh, I haven't seen you over at the Starbucks yeah, you know, uh, you know, in my heels, heel moment, girls. Um. So, anyways, Caitlyn Jenner, she she had her heel moment. She comes over to Gaga and she was like, "I haven't seen you at my Starbucks." And start and Lady Gaga looks at her and it was like, "Oh yeah, I switched baristas," and like walks away. And it was like, it was just enough conversation to be nasty and like, but not nasty. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like. She doesn't have time for her. We know Lady Gaga is a real ally to trans people, and and Caitlyn Jenner is an ally when it's appropriate and or not appropriate when it's convenient for her to be yeah. an ally. So, because she's got enough money that she doesn't need to be an ally to anybody but herself. Yeah. But and she, yeah, the best I've switched baristas. Yeah. And they're like, it's yes. excellent. She's classy. I would she's, call that. She's a classy broad. Classy with a serious assy. Uh-huh. So when we were little, I used to always write, or I still do this on my sister's <laughs> Christmas my sister's Christmas stuff, but whenever I had to write my sister's name on something, my mom would be like, you know, put, put your sister's name on this, you know, for like lunches or anything like that. I would always write little C, big A, big SS, little IE. So she was Cassie with a big ass. And so <laughs> like... And so, and I still do it to this day. Of course it's, you do. It's silly. It's silly. She has a complex. It's fine. That's what brothers and sisters do. I know. I apparently gave her a complex about smelling bad, though, when we were like, well. <laughs> so, it's just like, to this day, she's still like, before she leaves the house, she has to like, go spray herself with body sprayers, make sure that everything's all good. Because when we were little, I was really, really mad at her, and we both got in trouble for something, and I wasn't allowed to go somewhere because of it, because I was, we're eight years difference. So it was a big deal for me to be like 14 or 15 and not be allowed to go to the movies with my friends. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. And so like I did all this graffiti in the bathroom and like, and cause at I had my, house? yeah, I had my own like bathroom. And so like at, at the house. And so I would like, 
I was one of those kids who would rearrange their room, would all of a sudden come back with like a new can of paint and be like, my room is blue and yellow today, you know, that kind of thing. So it was nothing for my parents to be like, oh, you're painting your room again. But I painted the, my own bath. I painted my bathroom and did all this graffiti about how my sister smelled bad and all these other things. So she's like, "I have a complex now because of you." But she realized, Aww. I think, in therapy at some point, that it was my fault that she never smelled bad. So at least I did something for her. Oh my god! <laughs> I do just, like how you flipped that around. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's all about growth and about being the bigger person. It certainly is. And sometimes you're Cassie with a big ass. That's just like... I get it. She's going to listen to this because I know that she listens here and there and she's going to totally kill me. You know what, though? I know all about that big ass life. It's all good. I mean, come on. We're like Latin. We have it in our blood, literally, to have bigger asses. Mm -hmm. You guys, I am saying problematic things because, yes, I'm a little bit turnt. Okay, so, <laughs> as we go through, I'm just trying to see what else I've been watching this the week. The thing is, that's so funny, is like we've each had a glass of champagne. I know, but I did have edibles before you came. Oh, I had a, like a five milligram one. Okay, oh, yeah. no. Five milligrams doesn't do anything for me. It does okay, for me. I did try this Death on the Nile movie. Oh, I don't uh, know about that. It's a mystery thriller. It kind of ha- it's Kenneth Branagh, Gal Gadot, and and whatnot. It kind of has like a little bit of an Agatha Christie feel. Ooh. But it really does feel like everybody is jerking off to them doing their own lines in an <laughs> accent. Like everybody's like, okay, I'm gonna have this accent for this, and say, and you're just like, okay, bro. Yeah. And so you can actually watch Death on the Nile. It's both on Hulu and HBO Plus, HBO Max. I say HBO Plus, but there is no such thing. So um, there was that, oh, we crashed. Okay. Uh, See, I have watched random things this past week. So We Crashed is a new TV show over on Apple TV. And this one is Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto. I don't need to see Jared Leto act anymore. I don't. Somebody today was saying he's never. He should never be a lead character. He's a supporting actor at best. I don't even want to. I don't want to see him do another accent. I feel like it's now getting to the to comical, pretentious. Like he puts in new teeth and puts on a fake accent, and like it just. It feels like he's a lot of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can look at somebody like that and you just feel like, you're a lot of work, aren't you? From what I've heard, he is, but, you know. Yeah, you're a piece of work. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody who's been famous for way too long in way too many different ways and, like, has always been up there. Does he have an Oscar as well? I don't even know. I don't remember. Anyways, um, maybe he's been Oscar nominated, but I I don't need to see it anymore. And the thing is, this week crashed, I feel like... Uh, Anne Hathaway's having fun playing a character very, who's related to Gwyneth Paltrow, so she has a very goopy kind of feel. <laughs> but what it is is it's the whole we work. Remember we work, the workspaces and everything. The mm-hmm. they took in buildings and they, you know everybody can go in and yes rent the place. Um, and it was like a decent model, and so this is called We Crash, and it has to do with the whole crash of We Work that these people who were worth like $400 billion lost it all and lost like their shirts. And like, because they were like, they were valued at such a higher price than what they were actually worth mm-hmm. in what their buildings and everything else, because they were just selling a concept and they were selling 
They were selling out the satchels of gold. You know what I mean? That's really what they were doing. And so, but it's Jared Leto. And it's just like, I don't want to see you on my screen anymore. But I do want to keep on watching the show because I want to see where it goes. But after three episodes last night, because I just kind of had it on here as I was just kind of, you know, chilling and, and doing a couple of little design projects. Were you done? It was just like, I don't want to see you talk with these teeth anymore, Jared Leto. <laughs> like, Jared Leto, stop. You tell him. <laughs> He's, you know what it is? I said it last week, and somebody even pointed this out. It's the same situation that the girl from Minx has, and also that um, Carrie Washington from Scandal. They teeth act. And so they, oh, uh, yeah. they emote everything through their teeth. And it's like... Your teeth can't do anything. They are a solid object. Can you please stop showing them to us? Yeah. <laughs> like here, here Nightly does that too. Yeah, they bare their teeth to be like angry, and then they show their molars to be happy, and like it's just like enough of the teeth. Yeah. And so, and that's what I feel like Jared Leto does in this We Crash thing. I know we talk about We Crashed, and I'm like, my dogs are both here, just like sprawled out, so completely cute. done for the day. I so, I need to watch the We Work, though, which is over on Hulu. I talked about this last week, because I'm completely obsessed, but the thing about Pam, with Renee Zellweger. Have you seen any of that? Have you uh -uh. heard about it? I haven't. Okay, so the thing about Pam was a Dateline episode that they have now taken, and they've blown it up into like this limited series starring Renee Zellweger. And uh, I told a little bit of the story like last week about like the first like couple of episodes, but so we're like onto like episode like four now, and it is fucking amazing. Like it's just like it's like a Dateline episode where you have like the whole Roger Lodge like you know just kind of like, and then something more sinister happened. You know, like that's <laughs> like that whole sort of thing. That's so you, you have those like little moments, and then you also have like Renee. Who, after a little while, like the first episode is a little bit jarring because you're like, okay, Renee Zellweger with your fat suit on, I get it, you know? And then there's a point where Renee Zellweger, you can see that she's enjoying playing this character and then she becomes the character. Like, it's completely, it's this Pam woman now that those are watching. Like, you forget that it's Renee because she's taken herself so deep. And my thing was is that, wow. so the Dateline episode was actually Five different episodes because of the twists and turns that this case takes on and so and it starts off I told this last week but I'm gonna give it again this week so this woman Betty or sorry this woman Betsy she's got cancer she's got her her daughters she's in a she's in a marriage with this with with a second she's in a second marriage you know she's got her two daughters her daughters live at the grandmother's house because they need to be in that school district Mm -hmm. So the so the daughters live there, and so she lives at home with her husband. So Betsy is dealing with cancer. She goes and has a treatment, and her friend Pam usually picks her up to take her home. Well, Betsy doesn't want to go home with Pam because, like, she had another family member that she wanted to spend a little bit of time with. And they're starting to realize that her cancer is terminal, that this yeah. treatment, this might be the last hope. So... Betsy is like, um, I told you I didn't need to go home with you that, you know, they were going to take me back over to my mom's house, you know, like later on so I can spend some time with the girls. I want right. to spend more time, whatever. So then Pam ends up showing up at the mom's house and just Pam takes up all the space in the room, takes all the air out of the room. You know, she's oh, one yeah. of those kind of people. And so it's the worst. 
Uh, and it's so well done by Renee. You know what I mean? At mm-hmm. first it's comical and then it becomes like, oh, we get it. It's not comical because what you're doing, it's comical because this is how this woman really was. Yeah. So, because I went through and I started to find the Dateline clips and things. I was like, is this woman really like this? And it's like, oh, she's dead on. Um, oh, wow. And so this Betsy. That's so creepy. Yeah. So Pam is like, I'm going to take you home. You know, you really need to get home now because you're, you're tired that you've been dealing with all this treatment and blah, 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 blah. Like, so you need to get yourself home. And, you know, this the sugar feeds the cancer, blah, 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 blah. So you shouldn't be eating that here. And, like, she's just really, like, one of those kind of people over her. And so Betsy's one of those people who's just like, okay. And so she takes, you know, so she goes home with, with Pam. Well, Pam then leaves the house. And when Pam leaves, with uh, leaves Betsy at home, she's making phone calls and whatnot. And then Betsy's husband ends up coming home a little bit later. When he walks through the door, so on, Bet- on Pam's, I'm sorry, Betsy's husband, when he's going home, Russell, he has been smoking pot with all of his buddies. He's been drinking what a, rascal. a little bit. And he was, they were doing role-playing games. They were playing Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot, him and his friends. And so, and they're like, they were just having their own fun time. Yeah, but nerds will come back home after playing D&D with their buddies. Playing D with D with his buddies. He's stoned. He's not drinking. They're all stoned. They've been drinking, they've been smoking pot and whatnot. And so, speaking of, um, but so when... Uh, what do you call it? When he when he's going home, he stops at Arby's on his way home, gets himself you know, a couple sandwiches. When he gets home, he finds Betsy dead, and Betsy, oh, yeah, she's like her arms are all slashed up, and she's got twenty five stab wounds in her body, and the knife is stuck in her neck. But all he sees when he went, walks into the room, when he sees her, he sees just blood on her in a bloody pile on the floor. And he sees that her wrists are, are slashed, and he also sees the knife in her neck. So he calls nine one one, and he's like, "My wife killed herself. You know, she her, her wrists and and she there's a knife in her neck, and that's what he like leaves on the thing. These details will come back in later on, and I don't know how they're gonna weave them on the show, but I know on the Dateline specials, these details about how she was dead come back later, Ooh. and so that come back later after trials already have happened because like i'm telling you this is a five-part dateline series because they kept on having to reopen different parts of the case and then she was involved with other things and so this woman is like sociopathic and so sounds like a psychopath oh my god and so now this guy is on trial for killing his wife and the thing that they did find out is they're saying that he killed her because he was upset with her. He was he was an abusive husband already, and then right. he was. They're saying that he was upset because she changed her life insurance policy to include Pam as her primary. Oh shit! Over the kids even, and so now she is like the executive executor of of her estate and that sort of a thing. So she gets the daughter's money. She's now the primary person. Damn. She's to stand to get like hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then okay. also with all the daughter's money Someone and everything was hustling else. That. So this is what Pam has, and they're blaming the husband for this. This is why he was so angry, and the DA and the judge, you know, all went to school with Pam. Of course, yeah. And their kids all went to soccer and everything else together. So they've all 
been not in cahoots, but they all just kind of like, she could have never done anything like this. And so this guy, he's now found guilty. And so that's where this, the series is like right now and like seats like episode like three and episode four just happened. And so, and it's the exoneration of Russell. And then it's also putting the other pieces in and like, so this woman's killer is basically just out there. And so you see in this new episode, there's another murder and it's not the only one. As the story of the thing about Pam keeps on going on, more people die. And this woman is still running the streets. Running Pam so streets. It is the most insane show. The thing about Pam is literally my favorite show right now on TV. Sounds awesome. I need to check that out. Yeah. Especially if it's based off of like actual completely true story it has the dateline like little narration everything else it's my favorite show right now like okay speaking of though a pam have you watched any of the pam and tommy i haven't i and haven't I, either and i know but i think it's because we lived through it you think it's because we lived through it maybe because i feel like pam is so iconic and like and then okay so one of the things that turned me off from even wanting to watch it is like you spend we spend all this time putting Pam up on this like pedestal of sex goddess and everything else. And then the whole thing with like Tommy Lee was there was a whole group of people who were looking at Tommy Lee sexually, not as like a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And they make his dick a joke in like the thing. Like he has conversations with his dick and whatnot. And so it's one of the things that's kind of been like, okay, so we make the dick a joke. That's what we always have to do just because, you know. Guys' bodies are funny. So many guys have little dicks. Is that why we make fun of the big one? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's where they're going with it. But it's just kind of like, it just feels like we can't show a dick unless it's going to be funny. You know what I mean? Because like, that's always what it's been used in movies for the longest time. I and get I that. Feel like, I feel like it just it kind of goes there again in this situation. When then you have other shows like Minx and everything else where it's just like, this is what it is, you know? Yeah. And even the Righteous Gemstones, you saw all that. There are some dicks there, yeah. There's a ton of dicks. Mm-hmm. And so everything on HBO right now has dicks, except for Gilded Age. I'm grateful for it. And yeah, no, I get what you're saying about making it humorous. Yeah. But I haven't watched the show, so I probably have to watch it to like really give my whole thing. But apparently like the makeup job that they do on... They all uh, have Merkins on. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the thing is, is like her titties are fake. Uh-huh. And they had to like put a new pair on every single time, oh, and wow. like, and also like, her eyebrows are silicone over, and that kind of thing. Because remember, it's like '90s eyebrow. Remember that really pencil oh, thin. Yeah. So that's coming back. I know. I've seen it, and it's terrifying. Chola brows. I like, know. I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you hear him snoring? I don't know if you guys can hear that at home, but the dogs were snoring. <laughs> so they're underneath us right now okay we are about to hit like an hour and so we have rambled on with you guys and we are gonna hope you enjoy yes. that we're gonna keep on rambling here amongst ourselves but thank you guys so much for joining us today for an episode of bald and bingeable we've already given her credentials but where can they find you again sydney um twitter is the goddess sydney J. Right? So it's Goddess Sydney J. Goddess Sydney J on Twitter. And there you can find her link tree for everything else. And you guys can also yeah. find all of her tarot stuff on Instagram. She does a card every card pull every day. Every Tuesday she does a reading. And I haven't been doing it Tuesdays as much. 
Okay, Tuesday she doesn't do a reading, but if you ask her to and pick her, she will do a reading any day of the week. Yay! <laughs> okay, so you guys know where to find me, Dangelo Gogo, and find me also over at Pex or at yeah. Precinct this month, and then also be there next month for, uh, I think there's, yeah, it's DragCon next month in May, Ooh. and I'll be there working for that one too, so it's gonna be some fun. So, anyways, you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, good night from the lower level. Good night. Good night from the lower level.